You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Talia Huang is the creator of Bubbleway, an online translator that converts English text into a Taiwanese audio clip. She's a sophomore studying biomedical engineering at Johns Hopkins University. After months away at college, Talia felt that her Taiwanese was out of practice, so she created Bubbleway to get better at Taiwanese and converse fluently with her grandparents. In June, she posted a YouTube video about how she created it. A lot has happened since then. She's been interviewed by TaiwaneseAmerican.org and listed on the Taiwanese American Archives. Many generous donations have allowed her to continue running Bubbleway, and she's purchased a domain for it. So now you can use Bubbleway at Bubbleway.org. Here's our interview. Hi, thank you for having me here. I watched your YouTube video about how you made Bubbleway, and I think that anyone who feels like they're stuck on a problem or just stuck in general should watch your YouTube video. I mean, it's just incredible how persistent you were and the attitude that you had. Have you always had this attitude to solving problems? Yeah, I think that ever since I was really a young kid, I've always been really ambitious. I wanted to solve big problems in the world like hunger and poverty and all that. But honestly, these problems are very hard to solve and you can't do it alone. So I just started off making like small projects and just some things that I can dress like small issues that are personally like um, I have a connection with. And that's why I chose to make something related to Taiwanese because I'm Taiwanese and I was hoping that I might be able to inspire others into solving this problem of reviving the Taiwanese language. So of course, even though this Taiwanese language is probably only like a very niche problem, only really for a small group of people who really see it, um, it's still important, and I'm just really glad that I'm able to make some kind of positive impact to the world this way. What was your first invention? Like, what's the first thing that you ever tried to invent? I'm not sure, because I feel like I've just always been really into making things, being creative ever since I was really young. But I would say that uh, I never really got into technology and engineering until high school. Because in high school, in my freshman year, I took this class on 3D design that my school happened to have. And then I just got immediately hooked into 3D design and 3D printing. And one of the first things that I really like built all on my own was this. And it's pretty funny. It's like a sanitization machine to clean my flute because I'm a flute player. And so I built this like huge contraption. Um, it had like all these motors to spin and, and clean my flute. And, uh, I even got to present it to vice president of the United States, Mike Pence, because it just so happened that he came to our school. And I think that was like the first time I really realized, oh, maybe I have a talent and I have a big passion for inventing things. So I really just started following this path of becoming an engineer who can really innovate and design new technologies. So is there nothing like that to clean your flute? Like, normally, how would you clean it? Uh, well, normally to clean a flute, I would just use, like, a stick with, like, um, just kind of like a, a piece of fabric on it that can uh -huh. soak up moisture because it's usually it's 
good to keep the flute very dry because right. otherwise the moisture can kind of cause like it to rust and um, get really gross. So every time I play the flute, um, like the moisture from my mouth will get inside yeah. the flute and I have to clean it out with a piece of fabric. I just thought, what if I had a way to automate it and I just put the flute into my machine and it does all the cleaning and uses alcohol even to really sanitize it. Uh, I just thought it would be a unique, fun idea. <laughs> well, that's great. I'm curious to know more about your background upbringing. I'm sure that a lot of people are wondering about that. Can you tell me a little bit about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, so my parents immigrated from Taiwan and I was born and raised in California and I've, I've always been a second generation Taiwanese American. Um, uh, when I was young, I think that there were other Taiwanese American children around me, but what I realized that I was probably the only one who actually spoke Taiwanese. It was interesting because there were other Taiwanese American children who would be speaking Mandarin with their parents, but none who spoke Taiwanese at all. And that really made me curious, like, why is, why is nobody speaking Taiwanese? And because even in Taiwan, the children there, many of them don't speak Taiwanese either. Many of them only learn Mandarin and English because those are the languages that are really becoming important in our society and for business and all that. Uh, so now I'm thinking, like, I personally feel that my Taiwanese is starting to go away as well because I've just always been using English when I'm in college. So I wanted a way to be able to revive Taiwanese, be able to spread the culture and really preserve something that is so important to the country. Thank you for that. Did you go to Taiwan often when you were growing up? Yeah. Uh, when I was in elementary school, I think I went back to Taiwan like pretty much every summer to go visit my grandparents. But in middle school, high school, I think I just got so busy that I have not gotten the chance to really visit as often. Are there any other engineers in your family? I'm just curious, where does this talent for engineering and invention, where does that come from? I think somebody who really inspires me for engineering is my father because when I first started making my creations, I would go ask him for advice on, like, I think he has some, a bit of engineering background about how to design things. And, um, usually I would try to get some advice from him for like certain technical things. But honestly, most of it I feel like is just myself and my own experience as I started from a lot simpler projects and I slowly challenge myself each time I make a project I will learn in the process and then use that in a future project. And it sounds like you have a really special relationship with your grandparents. Can you tell me a little bit about them? Um, my grandparents, they live in Taiwan. Um, occasionally they will come visit me and my family in America, but most of the time they will speak Taiwanese and I will try to speak Taiwanese with them as well. I think they kind of prefer speaking Taiwanese over Mandarin. They also learn a little bit of English, but um, Taiwanese is the language that they want to speak the most. So I want to be able to get better at Taiwanese so that I can speak fluently with them. And uh, I think if people are able to share a language, a common language that they know, they're able to get closer that way. And that's why it's important to me to be able to learn Taiwanese. What are some of your favorite phrases in Taiwanese? Do you have any? Oh, favorite phrase? I mean, <laughs> this is so random. The first thing that just came to my head is, um, is he suck. Like, I don't know why. That's just like throwing away rubbish. He suck. 
But <laughs> I just think the, the the phrase of he sucks sounds so interesting. <laughs> it's very Taiwanese sounding. <laughs> How did you get interested in programming or coding? Like this is just something like you just took this 3D class just out of curiosity randomly and then that just led you to this interest? Yeah. So what is interesting is that I first learned 3D design. That was like my first technical skill. And then after making that contraption for the flute cleaning device, I realized that to make it even better and more advanced, I needed to learn some programming so that I could program the hardware that works with it. The first thing that I learned for programming was actually to program um, electronics. And then from there, I got even more into programming. I started learning other programming languages so that I could make more software-related projects. And that is like the software-related ones are only on the computer, such as Bowway. Right. And you taught yourself or did you take some courses like programming courses yeah in the beginning i think it was mostly self-taught but as i learned more and i and i wanted to learn more i tried to take various classes i think my high school had like a few maybe like two-week workshop kind of things uh but honestly i feel like most of the programming experience i have is just from me working on my projects and learning through that process that's pretty incredible. I don't know. I had to take some kind of computer programming when I was in college. It was just quite some time ago. And yeah. that really wasn't for me. So I think it takes a certain kind of uh, logic and the reasoning to be able to do that. So what do you enjoy most about the programming and coding? I think that um, just as an engineer, my favorite part of being an engineer is that if I see something that I want to be like something that I want in the world that doesn't exist yet, I can be the one to create it. And that's just what is always like my favorite part as an engineer is that I can just basically create anything I want, anything I want to be able to use personally or something that I can make to help others. Yeah, that's pretty incredible. I mean, in your YouTube video, I think that you said that you installed a hundred different libraries and you took 17 attempts to get this translator working. I mean, that's pretty incredible. Like, how long overall did it take you to create Bubbleway? Oh, wow. I think, uh, I don't know any exact numbers, but I started the project in, I think, like the, the middle of May. And then I was just working on it on and off for a bit, uh, like a few hours a day or s- so and s- something like that. And then I think it finished around mid-June. So mm-hmm. about a month of work. I think it was pretty difficult and I wanted to give up multiple times, but I think I'm pretty proud that I was persistent. And even though actually something interesting is that when I first posted my YouTube video in June, I wasn't even very proud of what I made because honestly, the translations in my first version were so bad that my Taiwanese was better than what Bovo Wei translated. But still, I decided to share with the world because I think that it's very inspiring to be able to share something that I really spent like a whole month working on, even if the results weren't that great. And after I shared it, people were still very supportive and very interested in what it could really become. And that kind of just motivated me to continue working on improving Bobo A. I actually recently launched a new version like a few days ago that 
translates much better. How did you keep going? Like, it's just, you just didn't want to give up. Like, what is it that made you persist? I think part of it is just because I had spent so much time in it already that I couldn't just let it all go to waste. Like, for example, I actually, um, I made the graphics, like the, like the cute, colorful interface. I actually made that first before I even had that translation system working. And since I already spent so much time like designing the layout and the graphics, I didn't want to just give up on the project. Like it had to be used at some point. So that's why I just did not want to give up. And now it's time for a short break. Talking Taiwan is an independent and listener-supported podcast, and our two-person team is committed to producing meaningful content for you. We just started publishing our interviews on YouTube so that more people can discover us, and we've already heard from our listeners that it's easier for them to watch and listen to Talking Taiwan on YouTube. We could always use additional support as we continue to make improvements like this. In fact, any donations that you make right now will be doubled as a part of our matching donor campaign. We are so close to our goal and only 39% away from reaching it. We need to raise $775 more. To make a contribution to Talking Taiwan, you can go find us on GoFundMe.com or visit our website at TalkingTaiwan forward slash support. Now, back to our episode. Yeah. And why why did you decide to create a YouTube video? That's pretty brave, too, to just put it all out there. Uh, well, it's because besides, like, creating things... Well, actually, creating things is just my, my hobby. My favorite hobby is using my technical skills, like 3D design and programming, electronics, to build cool inventions that I find fun. Um, but content creation is also one of my hobbies, so I love making videos and sharing with the world and just trying to be inspiring for others because um, honestly, like there still aren't very many young girls like me who are that interested in technology. So I think I can be like an, an inspiration to the generation of new engineers and programmers. Yes, definitely. I think so. How long did it take you to make the YouTube video? Your YouTube video is pretty impressive as well. It definitely took a while to make as well. Um, probably, I, I don't know. It's hard to give you like <laughs> numbers or anything, right. but I definitely spent like probably two weeks making that video, yeah. like from the filming, the editing. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know, I really think it's very inspiring that you're aware that you want to inspire other young women in STEM. Like, where does that come from? I feel that like when I was in high school, I was probably one of the only young women who were very much into engineering like me. And I would really wish to see others who I can really share this common hobby with. And that's why I really want to be, to be inspiring as well, because, uh, even, even though it has gotten a lot better these years, um, because I used to really be like, 80%, 90% men only in the engineering department. Um, now it's gotten better, but I feel that it can still be improved even more, and there can still be more young women in engineering who can further develop the technologies that we have. I know that 
one of the reasons why women don't pick engineering is also because there are fewer women in engineering, which is why we do need to push for more women in engineering. Why did you name your uh, project Bovaway? Where did that come from? Yeah, um, great question. Uh, the reason why I call it Bovaway, well, I wanted a fun, a unique name, and I thought, well, Bova is something that many people, especially young people, know about. It's a popular drink, very trendy very colorful. A lot of people know boba, but not as many know that boba comes from Taiwan and it's like Taiwan's very popular and famous drink. So I think that boba is a good representation of both Taiwan and the younger generation. And then way is because, well, it means like the way of doing something. So it's like the way of speaking Taiwanese. And it also because in Taiwanese, there's way, which means language. So I think that's just the way I kind of try to come up with a creative name that's very unique and very representative of what this project is about. That's great. I like how there's a double meaning with the way. Like in Taiwanese, it's like gong way, right? To yeah. Speak. What do your parents and grandparents think of Boba Wei? Um, My parents and grandparents, they are actually very used to me coming up with new inventions and all that. So, of course, whenever I make a new project and make a new video, they're always the first to go watch my videos and like and try it out. So, but this time, because it really is a project related to Taiwanese, they're able to really connect with it. And they were very excited to use it, share with all their friends. And I'm very grateful that they're always being supported of my new inventions. Right. And what kind of attention have you gotten? I think that you've gotten a lot of attention from this. Yeah, I've had a, a surprising amount of attention. There's been people commenting from all over, like Taiwanese Americans, foreigners living in Taiwan, uh, young and old. They're all very interested in the project. And I'm actually trying to get more sponsorships and donations. I'm looking for that because I want to be able to improve Bobole as much as I can. And to do that, I would need a lot of support. And uh, I have been receiving some, so I'm very happy about that. And I'm hoping to be able to spread Boboy even more, uh, let more people know about it, and be able to really make this a good translation tool that anybody can use. That's great. And I think that you were interviewed by a Taiwanese radio station? Yeah, I was actually interviewed by a Baldao. And... Um, Actually, even more recently, I was interviewed by Radio Taiwan International. The World Journal also interviewed me. Right. Yeah, it was, it was very exciting. So you're in California, and now you're attending Johns Hopkins. And so why did you decide to go to Johns Hopkins, and what has that experience been like? Has it been a little bit different culturally, like going from the West Coast to the East Coast? I think at first I was expecting a bigger change, but to be honest, uh, like, I think there really it wasn't any big difference besides the weather. <laughs> uh, the reason why I chose John Hopkins is because, uh, well, my major is biomedical engineering and Johns Hopkins has the best biomedical engineering program. So that is one of the main reasons why I chose to come here. And also because I kind of spent my entire life growing up in the West Coast in California and I really wanted to be able to explore the world a little more. And that's why I chose to go a little farther away from home and be able to uh, just have more independence and freedom and try to figure out what really interested me in my life. Right. 
Is there anything else that you're working on right now? Any inventions? Yeah. Um, so I'm still working on improving Bobo Way, of course. So that is probably like the main project I'm working on because I'm quite ambitious and I have like a huge list of various additional features I want to add and just more ways to really improve like the speed, the accuracy of Global Way. People have been leaving me a lot of feedback about things that just like really creative things they want to see in Boboy, like some I would never even think of. Like somebody commented, um, why don't you add like a, a tool to help me find Taiwanese words that rhyme or like <laughs> a song recommendation so I can write songs in Taiwanese. <laughs> like these are, these are pretty um, unique and I think it's great. So uh, I love to see more people give me feedback about things that I could add to Boboy and I'm slowly working on adding them in. Great. Are you surprised by all this attention? Yeah, I, I really am surprised. Uh, but it, it's great, and I'm just so glad that people uh, are really supportive. Who would you say are your role models? Do you have any special role models or mentors? Let me think. Uh, well, so when I first started making Boboy, I did a little bit of research into if there were any existing English to Taiwanese translators. And the only one I really saw was this one project worked on by Meta, the company Meta. They were right. making like a spoken translator where it would like listen to people who speak Taiwanese and then translate that into English. And I think that one is like very advanced project because it uses voice. It can understand like what you're saying and then it uses like machine learning and all that to really convert the the spoken language into text and that, that's a very advanced project not something that I can really do right now because I would say that I'm still a student I'm still learning a lot of programming things that uh, are very there's just so much programming that I haven't learned yet so that project is really inspiring to me and I'm hoping that Maybe in the future, I will be able to program as well as them. Hopefully, something that I am really looking to is uh, be able to get sponsorship somehow. And like hopefully a sponsorship from Meta, right? That could help me make Boboway even better and be able to um, share Boboway. So if anyone who's listening is interested in sponsoring Boboway, please contact me and I would love to see what we can develop. If you want to reach out to me. I have a YouTube channel and an Instagram and a Facebook and it's just at Talia Engineering. My name is spelled T-A-L-I-Y-A-H Engineering and I post all my various inventions and creations on my uh, social media. I love making creative, unique things that you wouldn't see in the normal world. Like recently I've been into keyboards but uh, all kinds of fun stuff that I love to share. So please check me out. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate the work that you're doing, not just your inventions, putting yourself out there and encouraging other young women to possibly do the things that you're doing. Yeah, thank you so much. I've been speaking to Talia Huang, the creator of Bobaway. She's continuing to work on improvements and additional features for Bobaway but at a much slower pace now that she's busy with school. If you want to support her development of Bobaway, visit her website at Talia, T-A-L-I-Y-A-H, Huang, H-U-A-N-G dot com. 
Now it's time for you to show us some love. We just found out that you can rate us on Spotify. Or if you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Audible, leave us a review there. It helps others to discover Talking Taiwan. To learn more about any of the items mentioned in this episode, visit our website, TalkingTaiwan.com. There will list any related links. Thank you for listening to another episode of Talking Taiwan. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com. 